Dale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves it the most, Luke Throop, here on another wild, whimsical Wednesday, friends, for Torch Report 319. The end game is engineered hysteria, but is it possible to stay above the fray when the herd is in a frenzy? It may be possible, but it's certainly not easy. Friends, it's not easy to stay calm when all hell is breaking loose all around you. It's not easy to stay positive when there's so much negative in the news. It's not easy to stay balanced when the fate of humanity is hanging in the balance. Friends, it's not easy to discern the truth amidst all the lies. And it's certainly not easy to chart a course on dark and stormy seas. And yet that is uh, <laughs> that is the uh, the desire of my heart here to, to try to make sense of it all and see what we can do to square off with the facts at hand. I know it's not easy to square off with the facts at hand. It's fact. In fact, it is, uh, it's disturbing to take a look at what's really going on. Nevertheless, we must play the hand that we've been dealt and deal with the reality that besets us. There is no value, my friends, in ignoring the very real problems that we are facing. Neither is there any benefit in fretting over things that we simply cannot control. You see what I'm saying? Uh, it, it's it is within this tension of of this overarching dichotomy that I aim to expound today. It is in, it's it's disturbing, but we need to face it. It's it's difficult to come square off, but we got to do that. There are too many things in motion to track them all, uh, and that's just what we know about, right? There's there's all the stuff that we don't even know about, but there are themes, there are trajectories, there are ways of mapping out the momentum and making sense of the seemingly endless chaos. So let's just get right to it then, shall we? Let's just zoom way out, zoop out to the macro level perspective and take a look, you know, over the last few weeks, there have there has been an absolute avalanche of information that's been dumped upon the public. Uh, way too much information for most people to process. Most people aren't even, you know, you think about how much time people spend watching Netflix or, you know, Amazon or whatever they're watching, you know, they're, or they're playing games or whatever. They're not necessarily tuning into congressional hearings. So there's all this information, hours and hours and hours of hearings and testimonies uh, that the low information voters are not going to get. That those low information voters happen to be shoring up the base of both of the political establishment parties uh, and the political establishment is banking on exactly the fact that most people are going to be overwhelmed by the mountain of incriminating evidence that's coming to light. Most people, they're going to tune out. They're going to be you know too distracted doing other things. So you know, the political class, they don't really need to worry about accountability or the ramifications of their lawless corruption. Now, within a matter of days, friends, the 24-hour news cycle will have buried the facts that matter in political spin. And both parties will have their talking points all shaped up for the next, you know, for the 2024 campaign season, right? That's what's everything that's happening right now. They're getting it out there early so that they can, they can, you know, get a little bit of feedback through their sentinel surveillance and their social listening. That way they can figure out how the, how to uh, keep their, Heard, herded into the pen, uh, their political holding pens for the two-party system. So I, I think it's despicable, isn't it? You know, it, it, this has been happening for decades. We know that. But, you know, why, why would we believe that this time it's going to be any different? 
It's despicable that they can bury the truth and they can spin it and use it as talking points to campaign on. Okay, that's despicable to me. But it's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, it's happening right now. But th- think about, is it going to be any different? You know, I wonder to myself, is it going to be different this time? Geez, surely this time there's so much evidence that's going to come to light that there's going to be some accountability. Friends, think about Benghazi. Think about Bleach Pit. Think about the Fast and the Furious. Think about the many, 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 many episodes of caught in the act political corruption. Think about all the hearings. And then just think about the complete and utter lack of results, the lack of political accountability, the abject failure and dereliction of duty of our judiciary to hold anybody in the legislative or executive branch accountable for felonious violations of the law of the land. That's the reality of the situation. And methinks nothing's going to change in this election cycle, just to say that. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Ultimately, I believe the political status quo is meant, it's meant to just pacify the public. Again, smoke and mirrors political circus, but there is a cycle and I'm going to try to just line it out here logically, uh, kind of a 10 step process real quick here. I don't want to dwell on it too much, but you think about, you know, all this, we're coming into the elections and people are getting excited about, well, who's going to run for president? Who's going to be running for this position or that position? People get excited to support the candidates who promise change. And then the candidate who promises change gets elected and no change happens. And then the establishment instructs the candidate to explain to the people why why no change happens. So the establishment's bringing these candidates in, training them up and teaching them to go back out there and tell their constituents, hey, hey, I tried, but nothing really happened. Okay, people are told the political class is working on the problem. That's the fourth step, if you're keeping track here. Fifth step would be that the political class runs amok, breaking laws and squandering public money. Okay, sixth step. Some people start to notice all of this breaking of laws and squandering of money, and so they sound the alarm. Seventh step. Whistleblowers present incriminating evidence, evidence against the establishment. Eighth step, the establishment issues subpoenas, they conduct hearings, they write reports. The ninth step is that the public is unimpressed, but satiated until the next election cycle. Like, oh, come on, our political leaders can do better. We demand, uh, we demand they do better. We demand some, some change and some accountability. We need to have hearings. We need to write reports. But ultimately, the bulk of, re- uh, of, of the public, the bulk of registered voters or, or, or unregistered voters or undocumented illegal aliens who vote or whoever, they're all satiated until the next election cycle, which brings me to the 10th step of this little logical way the game is played here. People get excited about hope and change and the process starts all over again. That is the political status quo. And within this business as usual process, well-meaning politicians are sucked into the beltway current. They're razzle dazzled by the big city lights, the proximity to power, the wine and dine charm of the cunning lobbyists. Okay, they 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 may be loosely aware of the fact that there's a lot of lawlessness and blatant corruption going on, but they still believe in the institution. They trust in the process, and so they hold out for justice to prevail. And so too do the people who send these elected representatives to go represent the people. But as we know, we watch it play out over and over and over again as justice fails to uphold the rule of law which happens, does it not, you know, with repeated violations completely and conspicuously being ignored, the politicians begin to see the truth of the two-party systems. It's not left versus right. 
It's not Dems versus Republicans. You know, th- those those teams, uh, Team Red and Team Blue, they go home, uh, they, they go out and have a drink after work, right? They, they go home and have barbecues in the same gated neighborhoods. No, the two-party system is really a system of them versus us. It's the enlightened leaders of the political class versus the common citizens and mere peasants who are willfully and woefully ignorant of how the game is played. They want to keep it that way. The peasants don't have any power. The peasants don't have any political sway. These peasants aren't going to be the ones who pick the winners and losers on the political stage. That's the role of the media. It's the media, the business moguls, the entrenched two-party establishment, the party bosses who control the purse strings. That's who gets to control the winners and losers on the political stage. Thus, the allegiance of the politician is gradually won over to the establishment. They become swamp creatures, and these elected representatives become subservient to the hands that feed them. Friends, everything else is just kabuki theater. Keep that in mind. That's, I mean, I, I'm saying all that as an optimist. I just want to be really, really clear on what's going on. And now, with all of that said, do not lose sight of the political theater. Let's turn our attention to some major, major themes that have been coming up in the mainstream media lately. We're going to break them down here kind of first off the top. Out in the news cycle, this whole fact that COVID was a sham that COVID was little more than an engineered hysteria, wherein the government officials secretly schemed to frighten the pants off people with the release of each new variant. They did that in order to maximize compliance with the mandates and to get people injected with experimental uh, vaccinations. Okay, that is happening. The, The news is out there. Recent reports in the prestigious Lancet Medical Journal have shown that natural immunity is far more effective and robust than any number of experimental mRNA injections, which, of course, is a fact that's been dismissed as conspiracy for the last three years. And similarly, another recent gold standard scientific study has once again proven conclusively that surgical masks, even the coveted KN95, are utterly useless when it comes to stopping the spread of viral disease. Now, to those who are in the know, this is all, this is nothing news, Uh, nothing new. This is old news. These facts have been out there for years. And people like yours truly have been trying to share these facts far and wide to help people realize that they didn't have to be scared. What's happening isn't right. It's it's engineered chaos. It's engineered hysteria. Uh, The government was orchestrating the whole damn thing only, you know, to be shut down, deplatformed and blacklisted by state censorship for pointing that out. I mean, that's what's happened. Friends, uh, I, I know there are a lot of new listeners. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the new subscribers, by the way. Thank you for tuning in and uh, and and staying with me here. If all of this is news to you, if you're starting to see this stuff about COVID, the origins are coming out, the masks don't work, the vax don't work, you know, all this is starting to come out. And if you're only now beginning to understand the depths of the depravity of this whole shandemic, I recommend checking out The Shifting Perspective. It's a three-part video series I released over a year ago that unravels the entire narrative step by step. Link there in the report today, friends. And if you're listening on a podcast platform, please know you have to go to thetorchreport.com, thetorchreport.com to get all the goodies. Friends, you can get it for free. You just have to go there and check it out. And while you're there, please click that little heart to give me some love. Now, like I was saying, All this information has been known for years, actually for decades. If you were to watch the Shifting Perspective videos, I'm going back decades of scientific studies, randomized control trials and all that. So the question is, 
Why is this information making its way into the headlines now? And I believe that it's to inoculate the willfully ignorant liberals against the truth, essentially. You know, with this information that's being circulated out there now, it's mostly circulated in conservative circles. And the liberal media, uh, they can do all their fact checker, fact checking and all that kind of stuff. And they can put their spin on the story in order to keep their sheep pacified and doped up on all the lies. Okay, that's really important, especially heading into the election uh, season as as uh, conservative political candidates, no doubt, are going to be hammering on the fact that this is all a shandemic and engineered hysteria. Uh, the point is this, friends, when searching for articles that cited the facts as presented just now, you know, these facts are out there. You go looking for them. I've seen them out there, but you go looking for them. I got this slew of headlines. Here's a few of them. Do not believe those who claim science proves masks don't work. Don't believe them. People say new research proves masks don't work, but that's bogus. Okay? Do not trust a study questioning face masks during the COVID pandemic. Don't even question it. Don't believe. Don't trust. You know, it's bogus. It's lies. Lies. And, of course, we know that those are lies. But, friends, that's those headlines are out there in liberal circles. And those were the top of the page in my search results, along with a plethora of other liberal opinion pieces attempting to ridicule anyone who dared to question the sanctity of the science. Okay? The... The point is that anyone who has been conditioned to believe that masks keep them safe do not have to confront the reality that masks are utterly worthless. They just have to check the fact checkers and make sure that they're reading the trusted news sources. And this is a huge, huge issue. The trust issue, trusted news sources, trusted news initiative, etc. But why is it such a big issue? Because it's not just the science surrounding COVID that is being buried by the algorithms. We've talked a lot about the algorithmic social interventions that aim to control emerging public perception. Friends, the very same thing is happening with every other facet of information that threatens the political establishment or the status quo. As has been revealed in congressional testimony over the last few weeks, there is hard evidence that this state-sanctioned censorship has been affecting the outcome of our own elections right here in the good old U.S. of A. for years. And just to refresh quickly here, uh, Torture Report 232, The Great Manipulation, I exposed the fact that the WHO, the World Health Organization's fight against in the international infodemic, wherein they intend to immunize humanity against misinformation. You think about what that means. That was ultimately rooted, uh, the WHO's infodemic uh, immunization against misinformation was rooted in manipulating the public perception to direct the outcome of elections. It's been going on since at least 2015. Excerpt there in the article for today, friends. But you just let that sink in. State-sponsored censorship has been directing the outcome of elections all around the world since at least 2015. And not surprisingly, the National Democratic Institute and the International Republican Institute have their fingerprints all over it. It's uh, over 282 interventions uh, in elections, okay? It's been pulled off under the guise of shoring up the International Foundation for Electoral Systems. If there is any doubt that all this election meddling is, is central to the globalist scheme, that should just put it all, you know, put it to rest, friends. 
Proper global governance requires adequate governing of global elections. <laughs> I try to say that again. I got to try to spit it out. Here, I'm going to have a little coffee here. Mm. Ah, yes. Robust and earthy. Mm. Mm. Very nice. Very nice. Now, proper global governance requires adequate governing of global elections. That's what I just said. It's easier to read those words maybe than to say them. But the point is, they're trying to direct the outcome of elections from the global level, and they've been doing it, and they've been using weaponized AI in, in that matter. In order to govern the outcome of elections, they have to govern the flow of information. That's how they control public perception. And when they can control public perception, which they're doing, then that controls what people think and how they believe, which ultimately directs how they will vote. And with that in mind, I'd like to pull in some more juicy headlines for your uh, cerebral entertainment friends. Pulling from this week's news cycle, uh, hmm, excuse me very much, a, a, a slew here. The White House doubles down after full context of J6 videos revealed. Chuck the Schmuck Schumer melts down on the Senate floor after the release of the J6 tapes. Tucker Carlson's J6 footage sparks bipartisan outrage. Really? Bullshit! GOP senators rebuke Tucker Carlson for downplaying J6 as mostly peaceful. McConnell says Fox News made a mistake by underplaying the violence of January 6th. They're definitely freaking out. Uh, Garland repeats false claim about J6. Rupert Murdoch says Hannity and Ingram went too far in promoting Trump's false promises. Uh, I'm sorry, in promoting Trump's false claims about the 2020 election. They lied to us all. Tucker exposes January 6th fraud and kangaroo court cover-up. Friends, that last article there I put in bold because I think it's the one that most accurately depicts what happened. But scanning those headlines, what do you see? All these articles are worth a read, mind you, but but some of them are kind of hard to stomach. But there's a theme there I want to tease out here. You know, anyone who has been paying attention has known for three years that J6 was not a violent insurrection, just like we knew that COVID was a sham. Okay, we've seen the ample footage, just like we read the science for ourselves. You know, we've read the counter narrative perspective that this was all staged by Nancy Pelosi and agitated by FBI infiltrators like Ray Epps. And we've decided for ourselves who was and wasn't the telling the truth. The government is lying to us and they're trying to conceal the facts. Uh, you know, so this week, as more and more footage comes out and people see the QAnon and Seanman waltzing around with multiple security guards, you know, of course, this guy, he's the, he was the face, you know. Anyway, the guards are trying to open doors for him and touring around the halls of Congress. You know, uh, what are we supposed to make of this revelation of information? It's a revelation of information that we already knew. But what I mean, come on, what's the American public supposed to think? Are we supposed to believe that this is going to change anything? Is there any hope that this is somehow going to lead to accountability? Friends, do not be deceived. The theme from the headlines above, it, you know, that we just went through there. It reveals exactly what's going on here. We see the party bosses are doubling down on the narrative, and that would be left and right. We see that rogue commentators are going to be brought to heel and that the J6 political prisoners are going to continue to rot in jail for protesting against the certification of a rigged and stolen election. Meanwhile, the public will continue to get spoon-fed whatever the hell propaganda is needed to prod them into their political holding pens for the next election cycle, and nothing will change. Friends, that is my prediction as a pragmatist, as an optimist, as a <laughs> a person trying to understand what's going on here. I truly believe that nothing will change here. 
How can we expect the people who are overseeing and benefiting from these shenanigans to hold themselves accountable? How can a handful of firebrand patriotic politicians overcome the power of the political establishment? You know, the Marjorie Taylor Greens and, you know, the Matt Gates is out there. The Jim Jordan's out there. They're, they're out there trying to do good things. They're having these hearings. But how can they overcome the power of the political establishment? Did you miss the fact that both the most powerful Republican leaders and the most powerful Republican media moguls are working together to stuff this story? GOP senators are lining up to get a pet on the head for decrying the actual factual irrefutable footage of a peaceful MAGA protest, okay? While simultaneously upholding the disgusting lie that J6 was a violent insurrection, screeching about threats to democracy. Meanwhile, liberal rags like the Atlantic are out there pumping out hit pieces that claim Trump supporters are a dangerous and evil plague upon the nation. That MAGA crowds uh, check all the boxes uh, on the all. What is it? MAGA crowds check all four boxes on the threats to democracy. Donald J. Trump and Trumpism is the most serious threat to America today, and people actually believe it. That's what they're being told, and people actually believe it. Friends, here's the thing. Someday, the public will be told these radical, racist, right-wing extremists are going to spring out of the bushes in an effort to overturn certified elections and violate the hallowed halls of America's greatest institution in a violent insurrection aimed at destroying democracy once and for all. They'll be told that, and people will believe it. They're going to believe all the hysteria and approve of whatever happens next. Patriots, please take note. That is the end game. And that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take, please take the time to find that little heart on the Substack app or on the website. Click that heart and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. Of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and enjoy, embrace, uh, and otherwise entertain yourself on this wild, whimsical Wednesday, friends. And I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.